Sabah al-Yasmin, Sabah al-Khair from Bethlehem. On this episode of Sabah al-Yasmin, Ramblings of a Chef, I am so happy to be hosting Chef Muhammad Orfali. Muhammad is from Halab, from Aleppo in Syria. He's a culinary genius. He's brought this, this breath of fresh air to, to the cuisine of our area. He's extremely well-versed in the history of our cuisine. It's always a pleasure to talk to Muhammad about all of our differences, similarities uh, in, in terms of cuisines of the Levant um, and at large of the Arab world. But also, it's always a pleasure to talk to Muhammad because he's a fantastic guy. Sabah al-Khair, Muhammad. Sabah al-Ward yasmin Fadi. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, Honor to be with you. I'm super excited to talk more about uh, Mohammed Arfali myself, uh, my cuisine, uh, where I came from, and who I am. Mohammed, tell our listeners your story. Um, how did you did you start in the world of, of cuisine, and and how did you develop into this culinary genius you are in my eyes? So uh, I'm a chef. Uh, 40 years old. I'm from, from Halab, from Aleppo, from Syria. I start my culinary school in 1994. It was first time uh, existed as culinary school in, 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 in Syria. It was something new. And, you know, I wasn't that much good in the school and my score was not that good and not allow me to go to high school. So, in uh, that time, they accepted me and Believe me, I have no clue what is the kitchen because my mom, she never, never, ever uh, called me uh, or asked me to help her in the kitchen because for her, a man or the boy is not be is not his place to be in the kitchen. And when I went there, it was quite challenging, to be honest. In 1994, uh, how was my family look at, you know, my career? What I'm, I'm doing is like tabakh or ashi or chef. So even uh, between my circle, my friends, they look at me and know, what are you doing? Are you going to be a cook or chef or tabakh? Uh, I get support, a lot of support from my father. My mother wasn't uh, happy from that time. She yani, uh, asked me a couple of times, even my uncles, my grandpa, Everyone, like, they asked me, like, to go and do something else. And, you know, like, يعني, one guy from Orfali is uh, uh, be a chef or something. So it was quite challenging, but this moment really made me uh, strong and solid to continue because uh, the first time I entered the kitchen, I loved that the aroma, the experience, the chef, the charisma, and everything. And, you know, I developed this particular philosophy while exploring uh, exploring the world of gastronomy for the first time. This early month, the, the first time, the first introduction to each variety of cuisine uh, were complex and overwhelming for me. Uh, in the beginning, uh, I start working in French cuisine or let's say French restaurant or Italian restaurant and I don't want to be uh, Arabic cook or Arabic chef is not going to be the leader of any of the hotel or, or the restaurant 
our Arabic chef, who the guy who making uh, you know fatte ful hummus and kebab and something like really I don't want to learn because this is the food that you know I grow up with and and eat it every day, and I want to do something else. I want to learn more. Uh, you know, like all the chefs, when they when you start culinary school, they talk about the French technique, the French uh, culinary, and everything about you know France and about Paris and about like you know to go there and learn something and being different. And it was very difficult for me. I try hard to go to France or to Spain or to to Europe to learn, and it couldn't happen because of my passport. You know, it wasn't that much easy. I was uh, my my father not believing in this, spending that much money to send me to one of the culinary school in France. You know, like it it was it, it was like really costly, and at that time I was like really really I don't know who I am. Ma baraf shub damel. I went to Kuwait the first time in 2005. I work with big group that they own a lot of uh, restaurant or franchise comes from uh, from over the world. Oh, I did a lot of training, and and that time I realized I have no identity, cooking identity. It was very confusing. Uh, let's say a moment uh, of my life, and then. Uh, I get an advice from uh, from my mentor, from my chef, and he told me like, listen, if you want to be uh, different, if you want to learn something, you have to first learn English, uh, because this is the language where you can uh, communicate with with other, and then uh, work on something that, you know, you own it, your cuisine, your kitchen, your memories, your everything, uh, and he was hundred percent right, and, you know. I don't have the memories, the food memories like Italian chef or or French chef, and both of them they don't have my memories, so they can't cook halbi uh, like me, and I can't cook uh, Italian or French like them. And and that time, you know, I decided to back to my roots and uh, learn more about uh, halbi cuisine, and I was super impressed. I found everything. I swear, everything that you need in in other cuisine, we have it. We own it. We invented, and Saraha was, yani. Unfortunately, uh, there is a lot of things I didn't take it into consideration, and it was existed 100% be al matbakh al halabi. So let me tell you more about al matbakh al halabi. Let me talk more about that cuisine. Uh, I think halab uh, lead the culinary, culinary or the gastronomy in in, in Levant's country. A uh, lot of varieties, a lot of uh, ingredients, a lot of things that make it really, really different. And uh, let's talk more about matbakh halabi. I, I know I'm going to take a little bit of time, but let me explain it to you in a way or summarize it in a way that make it, uh, you know, before uh, talking more about المطبخ الحلبي أو الكوزينة فليبو بدي أحكي عن موضوع كتير مهم you know most of the chefs they talk about passion passion that leads you to do something different to do something more and for me uh, I believe in something else so I don't believe anyone who says being passionate about food is enough it's not Curiosity and deep sense of my heritage and plenty of madness pushed my boundaries to cook with kind of meditation that transformed the food into art and evoke my beautiful memories.
سو كل هدول معلقين بالاكل صراحه الشغف لوحده ما بكفي the curiosity صراحه تليد مي تو توك مور اباوت كوزين اوف حلب I find like you know, حتى الحلبية, including myself, we don't know how to describe our cuisine in a manner uh, that clearly resonated with other people. So a lot of details were not clear for me in the beginning, and always I have, يعني, I have always imagine, imagine an extraordinary uh, a plot of civilization and characters, cooks, tradition, ingredients, and technique that spread over seasons and, and centuries, and Let me summarize the Matbakh al-Halbi to seven group. Uh, first, the first one, Ana uh, Bashuf, I see the Matbakh al-Halbi, a pot of civilization. The uh, Matbakh uh, al-Halbi is art uh, of, يعني, of cooking that inspired by several ancient civilization. خلينا نقول على الحضارات العدد على المطبخ الحلبي and through the Silk Road. And no, Halab, it was uh, hosting the Silk Road more than, I think, than 400 years. And uh, most of the traders, they're assembling there to exchange the product. And they, you know, they spend like more than, than two to three months and uh, we'll learn a lot of things from other culture. We get, I think, spices from India. We get sweet and sour from, from, from Far East. Uh, we learn the mortadella from Italian and uh, more and more and more. And at the same time, we teach the other culture a few things from, 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 from our food heritage. And then it's spread over the world. Uh, Tani group. بشوف المطبخ الحلبي يعني the Aleppo cuisine is like one of the founding culinary arts in of Middle East and here where I can divide it to two chapters first of all technique and uh, for the cooking and, and and how to preserve food هو المونة and you know when we talk about مطبخ الحلبي is not about كبة وكباب وحمص وتبولة I'm talking about more Uh, technique or uh, more fundamental about curing, dehydrating, pickling, distilling, uh, baking, uh, olive reservation, cheese making, bread making, and هذا whatever you want in other cuisine, it's already we have it and existed in Matbakh Halabi. Second things, technique, the 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 way we butchering the things, the way we make Arabic uh, dessert, and hadole haraf, the the way they make mograbiye, knafe. This is like technique, guys. This is like craftsmanship, and we own it. Uh, the third, خلينا نقول group, بشوف المطبخ الحلبي. I can see it classic and modern at the same time. And here we are going to the third group. Uh, I can see the Matbakh al-Halabi classic and the modern at the same time. Uh, Fadi, uh, you know, we have molecular gastronomy more than, than 400 years. As I'm talking about, if we want to talk about Karabij Halab and we serve it with Natif, Natif by itself is like uh, egg-free meringue or marshmallow that's made from uh, roots called subwort, which uh, is halawi. And, uh, you know, we soak it in the water on the second day, we boil it and then we discard the, the, the roots and then we add uh, heavy syrup with glucose and we create a meringue or a marshmallow egg 
free. This is molecular gastronomy. molecular gastronomy. But I didn't take it into consideration molecular gastronomy until like you know I back again to Matbakh al Halabi and learn more about it and I find it. We have a lot of hidden gem, Saraha, uh, and we need someone uh, to talk about it. And then I found Matbakh uh, al-Halabi talking about four season and sustainability because everything local, local, local. We don't cook anything that's imported from outside. Everything uh, from from of any uh, from the farms, from the local farms, from lahmi, uh, samak, everything. We don't have samak that much. We don't have fish that much. We, we get the fish from 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 Latakia, from the seaside. Uh, but you know everything is local and talking about sustainability. And then uh, group number, let's say five, uh, halab or cuisine of Aleppo. It's really Represent the joy of six basic tastes. Is why delicious? Today, the Matbakh Halabi bitterness, sourness, sweetness, saltness, and umami, amino acid, fat taste. the food of cuisine is really different and umami, and umami. I'm talking tomato paste or like most of the food that has contained tomatoes or uh, aged food like aram yabbas, bami yabbasi. I'm talking a lot of dry things that we use it in, in our food and that's increased the umami or the 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 the, the, the savory in, in in my cuisine. And then mitmahkit min abel matbakh halabi matemed ala native ingredients. We don't use anything from outside. And then uh, the last one. Matbakh uh, al-Halabi is creating, or the cuisine of Aleppo is the art of creating harmony between the flavors and aromas. We don't do anything like, you know, like kill akli, uh, it has their own spices or herbs or the the aromatic things that it add a lot of things to that food. So, المطبخ, I, يعني, I have a lot of more, lot of information. It took from me uh, years, uh, صراحة, to uh, write down what is the cuisine of Aleppo. We're touching on a problem where a lot of us that worked on modernizing our cuisine had challenges. Going back to the roots, going back to the fundamentals, going back to our historical cuisine. In a lot of kitchens across the world, there has been historically a documentation, a written documentation of recipes, of methods. In in our part of the world, in, in Syria, in Lebanon, in Palestine, in Jordan, this was less the case. In, in There has been documents, of course. But tell me, what did you go for, Muhammad, in terms of finding the roots of, of our cuisine? I don't know. Saraha al Matbakh al Halabi took from me uh, more than, than three years to research and to write down what is the cuisine of Aleppo. Uh, the problem is, uh, I think, in the most of the Arabic cuisine or Arabic countries, uh, nothing documented about who invented the hummus or who invented the falafel or where it's come from. I think the, very little, very, very little. Uh, but 
I found uh, the first cookbook, Arabic cookbook, was written in 12th century uh, for Ibn al-Adim, and the name of the book was Fitayyib Lil Habib, and uh, in that time they used the food as remedies. And when I start like reading more uh, about my cuisine, and was like completely different right, than than right now. Uh, there is no tomatoes, there is no potatoes, there is no peppers, a uh, few of ingredients, lot of ingredients wasn't exist. And it was about dairy and meat and mainly, uh, let's say, Bedouin food. And, you know, the first time they, they blend, I think, the tomato by John Barker. Uh, he was the British consul in, in Aleppo, and he blended the tomato uh, at 1799. And 300 years ago, there is no tomatoes, and now the tomatoes in everything. You know, we use tomato in everything. And I think we need a guys like you, like Omar Sartawi, like Mu'ayn Abu Zaid, uh, you know, to do more research uh, about uh, our cuisine and talk more about it. And really, uh, خلاص, يعني, uh, I think we have a diamond, guys. We just need to uh, re-polish it again. Mohammed, the, the, the work you've done modernizing our cuisine, modernizing the Halab cuisine is impressive. Um, but I want to go back to one dish. What would one dish or one method be the signature of Muhammad or Fadi? What, what would that be? Oh, Fadi, this is very, very hard question uh, to answer. Uh, I think uh, the cuisine of Aleppo is super rich with a lot of varieties. Uh, if you want to talk about kibbe, I think we have more than than 75 of kind of 75 kind of kibbe. If you want to talk about kebabs, <laughs> there is many. If you want to talk about, uh, well, I'm about if I don't know a lot of things in my mind, but I will highlight something about sweet and sour, or using fruit in on cooking, uh, which is kebab belkaras, uh, the sour cherry kebab. And uh, I think this is the signature of uh, cuisine of Aleppo. Uh, most of the Halabi, whenever they go, and you know, they're talking very, I and mean, they're always proud about this dish, and how we use sour cherry, mix it with sugar, and take the juice, and then we mix it with sugar, and then we add kebab on it, and you know, we serve it like fatte, and we cut the pita bread on. Uh, on the bread and on the on the edge of the the plate, and then we put the kebab with the sour cherry sauce, and topped it with cinnamon, uh, parsley, and uh, pine nuts. You're talking about the wonderful Halabi kitchen and sour cherries. You exported an interesting thing out of sour cherries called mahlab which we use across the region now. What is mahlab? Fadi, uh, mahlab uh, came from uh, the stone of sour cherry. And uh, yeah, we use the juice for for uh, kebab belkaras or to make uh, sour cherry sorbet, which is like very, very famous in the, in the summer. 
or uh, to use the stones as as once we dry them and we grind them and we use them as spices to flavor uh, most of the pastries or the bread. Modernizing Arab cuisine, you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, Moin Abu Zaid is doing fantastic work. Omar Sartawi is doing great stuff. I'm trying in my kitchen to modernize Palestinian cuisine. But we all go back to our roots and we, we tend to all also go back to what was there before, potatoes and rice and tomatoes. And as you've said, we, we had a lot of grains, we had a lot of dairy. I want to take you to, to a dish which you've worked and which I've worked in two very different manners. But it's a grain I, I adore, frika. Frika and lambnek. We've both worked the same dish very differently in a very different presentation, different me- methods of cooking. But I, tell me about your frike and lamnek. You know, frike is gr- uh, green wheat that burnt and smoky. And uh, wheat by itself is really hard to digest. Uh, this recipe came uh, or inspired from my mom. Uh, one day she was uh, doing frike and I think she add a little bit more stock on it and uh, she forget it uh, on the fire and it become a little bit mushy and the texture like risotto. And I took that idea and I add on it uh, Parmigiano Reggiano just to add more savory or more umami uh, to my frike. And I used to remember uh, lamb neck uh, texture that's really uh, fatty, uh, you know, it's kind of yani, uh, of cut, uh, no one uses it that much. And, you know, I cook it in a way like slow and low, and then I shred the meat and took all the juices and reduce all the, you know, all the stock and make it like really nice glazed. And then I glazed the meat with, with their yani, uh, own juices and then serve it with uh, mukassarat and that's it. And for us Frike guys, uh, for uh, Syrian, for Halabi, for uh, Shami, Frike is our mansaf, you know, like Palestinian Jordanian, they're always talking about Labanjamid mansaf and you guys serve it with lamb shank and uh, uh, riz or the rice for us al mansaf means frike with kharouf chef mohammed orfali thank you so much for being with us it's fascinating speaking to you every time we could have 10 shows about your cuisine about what's happening in the arab world and i hope we will go on this, these discussions what's your message to people today Fadi, thank you so much. Uh, Saraha, uh, it's great uh, to be with you guys. And I think we can do more and more shows talking about Halabi or Palestini or uh, the cuisine of Levant. And uh, Risalti, I think, Shabab, we have uh, Saraha uh, very strong uh, heritage food culture 
let's back uh, to roots and uh, do more research and more and more. And I'm very curious to know more about Philistine cuisine and Jordanian cuisine, Bedouin food, uh, more about Syrian cuisine, because, you know, I re- just re- and I keep researching about uh, cuisine of Halabi and my mission right now uh, to know more or to learn more about Syrian cu- cuisine. And in Yom Matbakh al-Suri, I think bigger than Basmatbakh uh, al-Halabi. I wish like all the guys to do the same and uh, let's do something. Let's modernize uh, our food in a way without losing the soul and the spirit of that food and culture. It was a pleasure speaking to Muhammad this morning. Across the series and across the episodes, you'll have more voices from the Arab world of people that are modernizing the cuisine, are doing something different. Muhammad's a very, very special chef. He's, he's done fantastic work. I, I admire what he's been doing. And his passion for his Halabi cuisine is just unbelievable. Stay safe. Stay home. Sabah al-Yasmin from Bethlehem.